The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily stand or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 21st of May, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy, and I've got a great show lined up for you, as I normally do. However, today's show is going to be all political, but I will still have my usual music and commercial breaks. I just started the Bearded Patriots organization, and of course... Uh, you know, that's going to be the main focus of this show. So in the first hour, I'm welcoming back Mike Miller. Now, you did hear from him last week. Well, the elections, the primary elections are over here in Idaho, so him and I have to talk about that. The second hour, I am joined by my fellow American, Mr. Jericho Green. And in the third hour, welcoming back Colonel Chris Wyatt, of course, retired, and going to be talking about some of the primary elections going on in Pennsylvania, as well as pressing issues in South Africa. Before I get to all that, I want to cue the first song of the show and what an appropriate one I picked out. Here is Cashbox with Fear the Beard. And I'll be back with the interview with Mike Miller right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. So much to be done Trying to make a living And I'm 
thrill seeker rocking out to the station i hear you you're probably even sipping on a drink right now an average blah blah drink in a can or bottle one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you i'll bet you want something different don't you something more take your shot with cold cock whiskey the best whiskey anywhere why because it's different from other liquors cold cock whiskey is herbal whiskey 100 all natural herbs blended with aged american whiskey no more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there worth more than you. And I'm not talking about money. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. You'll find that killing someone with kindness takes a lot longer than with a hammer. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, please have a seat as we review your HOFAX. Your voice is the strongest weapon. What you believe is the source. The power to speak out has the power to reach out. Freedom of speech gives you the right to express yourself. Without freedom of speech, there is little freedom at all. It is your right to stand up for what you believe in and to take action. Through speech, media, or social groups, you can make a difference. How will you make an impact with freedom of speech? This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. 
So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25-year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Fear the Beard by Cashbox. Now it's time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with special guest Mike Miller. Here we go. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. Once again, I am welcoming back, of course, the bearded man himself, Michael Miller. What's up? Another man, another man. Uh, Thank you for having me on again. It's awesome to see you and hear you. Yes, yes. So, discussing the aftermath of the primaries, and for you, it wasn't quite your storybook ending, unfortunately. No, it, I mean, it didn't end how we would like for it to, but I wouldn't call it an ending whatsoever. I mean, we're still moving forward. We got, uh, I think, super close. I think we did super well. Um, and there's been, you know, a little bit of conversations since uh, election night. But, yeah, it's we're still moving forward. Yes, yes. So as far as your, your opponent, uh, the uh, 
incumbent who won, um, uh, as far as, uh, you know, as the job he's going to do, how, how do you, how do you feel, um, you know, it's, it's lining up for him or, uh, you know, are you going to, you're going to back him up now in the, in the general or. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of concerns going forward with having him, uh, being in, I mean, that's a big part of the reason that I ran against him that, you know, if I believed that he would do a super solid job, then, you know, I wouldn't have ran to begin with. Um, you know, so hopefully seeing how well my numbers were and how close we were to him that, uh, it'll kind of pressure him to get some things in line. Um, you know, it's, I still see him as a rhino establishment. And I think that's a hard part for, you know, especially somebody that ran and, you know, for all of us that vote in general of, you know, how much do we go and support the people that we don't agree with? Uh, you know, especially during the general election where it's a, you know, it's going to be a Democrat versus him. And, I'm, you know, even coming up with the governor race, you know, I've already taken a look, uh, you know, kind of a drive by look at uh, who was the Constitution candidate, who was the Libertarian candidate, who is the Democrat candidate, seeing, hey, for governor, because I'm not a, a little guy you know, of, you know, who am I going to support there with my vote or, you know, is anybody worth looking at and stuff like that. So. No, I know you ain't no little guy. Yeah. By uh, no means of the word pun intended, but, um, <laughs> you know, um, honestly, I just, I can't see myself voting democratic, but, uh, you know, I, I, I won't mind looking at the libertarian side and, uh, you know, I mean, Janice can't, I can't pronounce her last name. So, uh, but I McGinn. know she, McGinn. Yeah. She was, uh, she was pretty heavily influenced by, uh, of course, uh, I'm going to say not former, but president Trump, because, uh, you know, he, he won that election fair and square, uh, in 2020. And that was just taken from him, um, the way it was, but, um, you know, yeah, she she was uh, she was heavily endorsed by him. She's one of the few endorsed by him that uh, didn't take it. Surprisingly, now we got little uh, Brad Brad Little in there against um, you know. I don't know who who the Democrat is, and it's almost as if I don't care because uh, the Democratic Party has not. Uh, made me like them very much. And so I, I see a D there. I'm not likely to even okay. fart their direction. Yeah, I was looking at, uh, you know, like the Libertarian candidate and the Constitution candidate. There's massive things that I disagree with them on that I'm like, oh, like we, it's not going to get, it's not getting any better. We'll, we'll put it that way in my opinion. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm glad that we did get some wins across the great state of Idaho. And I think, it's going to either way, it was going to be an uphill battle, but, um, you know, we can't, we can't, uh, you know, go to sleep or anything like that. I've been having a lot of conversations on, uh, you know, things that we can do during what we call the off season and things like that to, uh, you know, still fight for freedom and liberty here in Idaho. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's what we need to do. Um, uh, who knows? You know, I mean, I'm of course uh, my original choice for governor didn't even make the ballot, but <laughs> a lot of people don't like Mr. Bundy. I understand that he he is 
uh, he doesn't make the smartest decisions. I will say that that's uh, that's one knock against him. Is like um, obviously, I'm not all about the mask mandates and all that, you know. But uh, if it's five ten minutes out out of my time, I I think I can comply a little bit with that, you know. And and that's probably all he needed instead of uh, getting arrested outside the courthouse, but. Yeah, well, I think, like, I think he did a smart move of dropping out from the Republican ticket, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think he'll probably do very well in November uh, in the governor's race. The question is going to be, um, you know, will he be able to brand himself in such a way and get the message out the way that he wants, um, you know, that's beneficial to him? Or, you know, is he going to kind of continue to have problems and things of that nature it'll be interesting to see how um he plays the next few months and how that works in his favor or works against him come november yes yes i'm another one uh, who i was really pulling for a mutual friend of ours uh, kayla dunn didn't wow um was looking at looking at the numbers on her side unfortunately she did not do well. Um, I, I feel bad for her, but but she she's got the same attitude as you. Nope, the fight's only just beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think for her, like there was a lot of, you know, some campaigns were attacked super hard. Hers, I think, was one of those that was massively attacked from all sides and things of that nature, and that really hurt her because a lot of people. You know, they just look at attack ads and take it as truth and, you know, that they just go with it. And I think that's um, a big thing that happened there. I mean, um, like in our campaign and stuff, like we had attacks and things like that, but not uh, to the level that she did. I think one of the things that hurt us the most was, a, you know, one of the candidates that was running similar to who we were, um, you know, that announced after I announced, was able to get a few endorsements. And some of those people put out voter guides. To people and i think that that was the big difference there i mean because he called me uh what was it yesterday and said hey i should have dropped out i should have never ran against you i didn't realize you were going to be such a strong candidate you know especially for your first time he's like you know had i not not ran i think you would have won um i'm like well you know i tried to get you to do that months ago but <laughs> here we are so we you know but you know it is what it is it's politics a lot of people were you know, complaining or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, if whoever wants to run, run. And, you know, yeah, sometimes there might be a little bit of splitting the vote and things like that. But I think it's, you know, this is our political system and um, it's. Okay. If you can hear me, your uh, mute just uh, hit on you. All right. Uh, You were saying that last little bit there. Yeah. What mute on me. Um, Just that. You know, I think people should be running. I think that, you know, people need to get out there. And we need to be active in our local politics. Well, you should be a bit fortunate that uh, he showed the respect that he did. But because, uh, you know, I mean, uh, basically you throw your hat in the ring in politics. I mean, uh, there are there are rules involved. Uh, there are supposed to be rules involved, but the, there's no referee to enforce them. It is no holds barred anymore. Yep. It's been the world of politics. I mean, you, yeah, you got to be prepared. They're they're gonna 
They're going to bite. They're going to kick. They're going to throw low blows. <laughs> yeah. And it is what it is. You know, uh, you know, you have to have a thick skin to go into it. And, you know, I mean, spending 15 years in prison helped me, I think, develop that thick skin. And, you know, it takes a lot to hurt my feelings, as it were. So. And mind you, too, for the listeners, that uh, doesn't mean you did time in prison 15 years. 15 years correctional officer. Yep. Yeah, we were allowed to, uh, you know, go home every day. So, but. yeah. <laughs> oh, but I mean, mad props to you because that's, that can't be, you know, that that's not exactly a safe job. No. Yeah. And yeah, I will. I, I don't know. Uh, what was it? Uh, was it maximum security? So we did maximum. Uh, so there's two different facilities I served in. They were both classified as medium facilities, but we had everything from closed custody all the way down to uh, some community custody type style. But um, no, there was, there was a lot of different situations. I mean, there's, there was some crazy, I mean, that's something we could talk about someday of just different stories I have from 15 years of doing that, from dealing with legislators and their wives trying to help inmates escape all the way to uh, drugs. And there's all sorts of fights, uh, different assaults, different people uh, having mental health breakdowns. Like it was, I mean, it was truly unique every single day. <laughs> oh man then of course uh you could have been lucky enough to work at uh mental institution as well <laughs> well so we actually had uh one whole unit that was because idaho doesn't really have a uh mental hospital anymore or things like that so like a lot of the civil commitments and stuff like that of having individuals that i mean are heavily heavily medicated um, you know, to the point where they're just barely awake, some of them, because off their medicine, they are extremely violent, um, you know, and that they have extreme strength. And just in order to protect them or to protect others that, you know, live in the same units and stuff that just, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's different. Yeah. Just to shift gears a little bit now. Um it's like uh, the federal government um, is is trying to throw more things at us to get us in fear, especially the threat of another pandemic. They're talking. I mean, uh, KTVB Channel Seven. They're ta- they're talking a lot about bird flu lately, and then as I do my research on that, if con- if contracted by a to a human, it can be lethal. The thing is, n- now I'm reading that, and it's pretty tough for humans to get it then there's this monkey pox <laughs> i didn't even i just found out about this today monkey pox yeah and what you know what i find out about that is i'm, I'm like oh geez what's this well this is a skin disease so you know your mask's not gonna help you so what now are they going to make some kind of spacesuit mandated that we have to, if we're going to go out in public, we have to wear this crap that's especially out in the heat and whatnot? It's like, you know, uh, 
here we are close to the Democrats are so scared because they know their pants are down and they've been seen with their pants down. So it's like they're throwing every monkey ridge that they can at us. Now that, yeah, this uh, monkey pox and uh, one, I can't speak for it entirely. It's uh, from what I understand, it's not lethal. COVID is deadlier than the monkey pox. And we know the common cold is, is honestly deadlier than COVID. But it's so easy to brainwash all these sheeple. It was just one emergency right after the next and, you know, what's going to work, what's not. And there's a lot of different stuff, I think, going on that could potentially, you know, part of my fear is utilizing some sort of emergency that's going to stick in November and use that for the Democrats gain. But we'll, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Pennsylvania has even called their election yet. That's and they're using those mail-in ballots, and it's a mess over there. So you'll hear uh, the uh, upcoming interview uh, I do with uh, Colonel Chris Wyatt. He's actually in that area. Yes, mm. but uh, yeah, another one that uh, we were polling for too, uh, Dorothy Moon. And from what I understand, let's see, whereas Caleb, unfortunately, uh, I looked at the percentage. She pretty much got whooped, sadly. Uh, Dorothy Moon didn't go down so easily. No, I was really hoping to see Dorothy uh, win. I was also hoping to see uh, Priscilla Giddings win. Uh, Dorothy Moon, was she was pretty close. I don't know what. Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised by that one. I thought that, that she would have had that one, and that's super – Super sad to see that she lost that one. Yeah, uh, it was like uh, between four. Uh, she she finished like forty one percent. He finished like at forty two percent. And then, then of course the the other uh, remaining went to the other candidate. But uh, yeah, between her and the other person, I can't remember who. It was really neck and neck, very very close. Yeah. No, I think she. I think she had like 109 and then i can't remember the guy who won if he had a 114 or what it was but it was i don't know something like that she was she was super close she had a good showing but and you know a lot of people are talking about you know the wildly different numbers because like priscilla Giddings had a ton of people that voted for her, but then dorothy moon had a little bit less and then uh janice mcgeehan didn't have anywhere near those two type of votes and i think that goes um, I was posted on K Kayla Dunn's uh, post earlier. We we're talking to a lot of the people in the community here in Caldwell. That actually made sense to me because a ton of people were struggling with the governor race. A lot of people, you know, they didn't really like Janice. They hated Little and they didn't really like Ed Humphreys. And so, you know, a lot of people didn't know what to do with that race. But, um, yeah, it would have been nice to see some more conservative wins. Yes, yes. I mean, it. For me, it's it's just a really tight spot for me because I'm not going to vote the uh, Democratic, yep. and I I will have a look at uh, who's who's Libertarian and, and and the others too. If I have to, I might vote for Little because he does do some things that I do agree with, but he does a, a lot of shit that I disagree with too. Yeah, I think it's going to be I think it's really going to be versus Ammond and. Uh, 
and little and, you know, see what happens. I don't know if, you know, it, it'll, it'll be interesting. Well, if it's down to those two, you know who I'm going to vote for. I mean, I, I will vote for the cowboy and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is. I, I guess, you know, yeah. I mean, you, you know, I mean, but God's probably, he's got it all planned out anyway, what, how he wants things to go. And, uh, that's for him to know. And for us to find out later on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously now, I mean, there's that, that bearded logo and, you still, as you drive around, you still seeing it in a few places in people's yards. No, we went through and picked most of that stuff up and we're, uh, you know, cause legally you have 10 days or whatever to get all that stuff. Um, so we have, we'll say 99% of it. Um, you know, we may have forgotten one or two here or there, but, uh, saving it all because, you know, like it was my wife the very next day was like, so we're doing this again at some point. Right. And like, I didn't think she would be on board that fast again, but, um, no, that was super awesome. So we're, you know, I don't know what God has in store for us. I don't know what we are going to be doing going forward, but I know that we're a hundred percent not done that we're going to continue to be a thorn in the establishment side and going after them continually. I just don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and your wife will be there right, right there. And obviously you've been knocked down to, She's going to be there to help you get up or she's going to make you get up or one or the other. Yeah. I mean, obviously you don't want to get up. She's going to grab a, a pan of boiling water. And so, you know, that at least that's the, my impression of your wife. No, no, she, she's a hundred percent a fighter and no, uh, a awesome, uh, wife, awesome encouragement, uh, to me. And like, I couldn't have done this without her, without the help of my three boys, um, and a ton of other people such as yourself. Um, I mean, it was not my single effort. It was a entire group effort. And I just, uh, you know, I'm extremely blessed by the support team that I have, um, you know, with my family, friends, with you, uh, your listeners and stuff like that. And it's, you know, we're not done. We're not giving up. We're going on a little vacation, doing some mining up at the mining claim, but, uh, you know, to recharge our batteries. But outside of that, we're going to be back and uh, fighting harder than ever going to be doing some mining. <laughs> yep. Yep. Crossing some rocks and doing some gold panning and, uh, oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, we love the outdoors. It's, well, there's still probably a little bit of snow up there. So we're going to be fighting a little bit of frozen ground and a little bit of snow, but, um, no, we, we love it. We love doing that kind of stuff. So. I love the I love the outdoors too, but I don't know if I'm all about that mining business. <laughs> That's no, I I just I'd rather uh, grab my guns and go hunting or fishing or. <laughs> and we could do we normally do a little bit of both. You know, the last time we were up at the mine, we had yeah. an issue with a uh, black bear. So like we're. And yeah, you know, the mute hits you again. Yeah, yeah, we've been trying to follow us around a little bit, but you know, we've dealt with that situation. So, yeah, yes, indeed. So uh, we got a few minutes left. Uh, we should definitely talk about uh, how uh, what what you and I are doing. Basically, uh, first off, uh, since I'm the founder, I'm the one that's 
I've got to welcome you to the Brotherhood of the Bearded Patriots. I knight thee. Of course, and I promote you to second in command. <laughs> but uh, awesome. I figure, you know, I mean, uh, I'm, I've got to do the fighting on, on my side too. I, you know, especially uh, considering uh, who I work for, my day job is going to make that a little bit easier. Uh, you know, we're talking. I want to be a part of the trusted media, not uh, not uh, fake news network. Uh, you know, and and I, I don't trust Fox. I don't trust I. You know, any any of them. I'm I'm kind of even skeptical of America or what is it? Uh, American News One or whatever. I don't know the one that's uh, basically losing because they're just too ultra conservative. I'm kind of skeptical of them too, to be on honest with you. I just, yeah, I think, I think all anywhere where you get information, I think we should always verify, especially, you know, rely on our gut. Don't just believe anything that comes out, you know, verify stuff. Um, you know, it drives me crazy all the time when people post things on social media that I'm like, they, you know, this isn't true or whatever from years ago, you know, like they keep on, I occasionally will see on Facebook where people post, I don't give Facebook permission to, uh, you know, look at my friends list or this or that. And I'm like, well, you signed up for that in the terms of service. Um, but though it's, we need to like, like Reagan said, you know, trust, but verify where we need to verify all of our, it's not easy to do, but, you know, we have to find trusted sources that we can believe, but, you know, a kid occasionally vet them, make sure that they're still doing an awesome job. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, sp speaking of Reagan, yeah, I've got you uh, see up top, you're watching us on uh, YouTube or Rumble, you see up top, the website has been launched, thebeardedpatriots.com. I had, I had to put a picture of Reagan and uh, and uh, one of his quotes uh, towards the bottom of the, the uh, homepage, uh, obviously the contact links uh, forum, that's, that's being uh, put in the works as we speak. The, you know, uh, you'll see in the endorsements, I got uh, John B. Wells and uh, Mark Walters. Um, uh, as Mark Walters calls himself the loudest conservative voice in, in, in news network. <laughs> and uh, yeah, armed American radio, obviously, you know, that's a, that's a primarily a uh, second amendment show and he does a really good job and John does a really good job. So yeah, they're, those two are definitely endorsed, you know, and yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're on Getter, we're on uh, Parlor, we're uh, even even uh, paganist Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you know, just uh, go to the website uh, thebeardedpatriots.com. You'll see all the links there. But uh, yes, I just figured uh, this is something that uh, I should start with my bearded brother and. Um, you know, so uh, we can move forward, work with other conservatives. You don't really need a beard to join us. No, I think it'll be awesome, man. I think it'll be, uh, you know, growing a brotherhood, growing, you know, our community. And I think as things 
grow and develop, like it's more and more important that we have those that we can turn to, that we're not on islands by ourselves, that we can, you know, have our batteries recharged by other like-minded uh, folks and things of that nature. And, um, no, I think it's uh, awesome. It's perfect for a time like this, and it, it'll be very cool. Yes. Well, we are just about out of time. I hate to say it, Mike, but uh, the website's still up, millerforidaho.com and all that. And uh, there's yep. your support. Uh, the support is uh, still is always needed because the fight is not over. 100%. Yeah, we're leaving it up. It's going to, you know, my political pages is going to stay up because we're going to continue working. We're going to continue growing. Um, you know, building this mission of freedom, freedom and liberty, uh, even more so to Idaho. And so, yeah, it's, it's staying up. It's going to stay active. And we're uh, going to be pushing forward just as hard as had we won. Yes. Well, uh, Mike, once again, I appreciate your time. We're just, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the numbers don't, uh, they say, they may say win or lose, but the, they don't, the numbers don't say uh, stop and go. Yep. And uh, now is not the time to stop. It's, it's just way too crucial. And, you know, I'm not going to let this monkey pox bullshit or this bird flu or whatever, you know, I'm not, I, it's not even deadly. So, I mean, what's there to be scared of? So anyway, hey, I'll, no, I, I get you. I get yeah. you. Hey, I appreciate your time and uh, good luck uh, moving forward. All right. There we have the interview with Mike Miller. And uh, it's a shame that uh, he didn't win in the primaries. But like he said, the battle's not over yet. It's time to go to the first music set. Coming up, we have Samson and uh, this uh track from samson now this is going to be an interesting one going to be followed by madison rising nikki briar tommy vexed with topher and tom mcdonald be right back after this this is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls you're listening to outlaw radio and if you don't agree with our opinions then fuck your mother hey do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth And if that makes me a bigot, well then what's up? I'm cool with whatever you identify with, but I'll tell you right now, I ain't getting behind this. You can hate me and accuse me as crazy and come up with a bunch of different dumb excuses to say to me, but no matter what you think about this dude and this lady, that's straight up sexual abuse of a baby. Just because your nipples look like milk does, doesn't mean you'll be able to produce any milk from them. It's a baby, of course it's gonna latch to your udder. It doesn't know the fucking difference between the dad and the mother. You already admitted that the kid ain't getting nothing, but you keep on doing it, and to me that's sick and disgusting. It doesn't benefit shit, there's no nutritional value, no matter how long that baby sucks on your nipples. So how about you just stop? 
It ain't a freaking project, you can't fuck up and tell the teacher that you didn't drop it. Your kid's licking hair and sweat off a bare chest, and I'm gonna question you to his parents? Yes, of course I am. This is way past politics, no matter if you're left or right, this is bad, all of it. We used to care about the young and look out for their safety, now as long as we're happy, fuck them, they don't count their babies. The man's a woman, and the woman's a man, but the man had the baby cause only a woman can. And as soon as he gave birth and the baby came out, they switched back. See, do you hear a fucking crazy ass sound? Ain't it funny? The ones who say follow the science seem to be the same ones that always defy it. I'm sorry if I get it wrong, it's complicated stuff. It's like we're all bored and now we're starting to make shit up. How far are we gonna let this go? That's an honest question. You can let me know below in the comment section. I believe you should be who you wanna be cause this is the land of the free, but that's the wrong direction. That video was fucked up. I'll say it loud. If you think that's okay, fuck you, I'll say it proud. I'm just looking out for the baby, but watch. This is gonna be the video that ends up being taken down. But that's the world we live in, and this is what we get. A man's nipple and a baby's pucker lips. There's absolutely no point of doing it, it's sick. I mean, at that point, you might as well let it suck your dick. Forget it. I'm a Democrat, and I'm running for President of the United States. My voting history shows that I've done everything I can to support our minority groups. I want to end the war against illegal immigration, because, after all, they're citizens too. However, my opponent rejects the idea of such acceptance. He's even been seen stopping Hispanics in the street and accusing them of being illegal. From drafting legislation to give free food stamps and welfare, to personally distracting the Border Patrol for easier passage, I am truly here for the people. And yes, it's true that I voted in favor of funding for Planned Parenthood. I not only advocate, but promote a woman's right to have an abortion. In fact, last week I personally aborted an entire class of third graders. Yet your Republican nominee has been seen at abortion clinics, yelling at rape victims telling them it was the will of God to bear their child. He has no respect for anyone who isn't also a rich white man. Whereas I will give you all free health care, free food, and free abortions. Myself. He forces his religion on an entire nation, whereas I oppose religion in schools and in the home. He tries to portray a healthy marriage, but we all know that's really his sister. On November 6th, vote for a strong woman fighting for you, not an inbred Texan with a spoon-fed Harvard degree and stupid. I'm your Democratic candidate, and I approve this message. Funded by Tampon, the American Minority Political Outreach Network.
it jack Corporations are more than willing to pay For you to take your job, do whatever they say Continue making trillions while citizens stay At home, complying, afraid Just trust the Americans. Trigger warnings used to be on TV for seizures. And now they're everywhere to protect millennials' feelings. He, she, his, him, hers, them, they. Screw a pronoun. Cause everyone's a retard these days. 
hear him preaching at the protest that hatred's the problem. But hating straight men, white folks, and Christians is common. Coca-Cola telling people they should be less white. They preach intolerance, but if you disagree, they fight. There's a race war here, elections based on fear. Black lives only matter once every four years. Soldiers died for this country, and every one of us benefits. Give welfare to the bums and forget about the veterans. Black folks and white folks divided by the news. But we are all the same. We are red, white, and blue. Ashamed to be American? Okay, that's cool. Because honestly, we are all ashamed of you too. Y'all are so fake. Oh no. The forecast said that there'd be snowflakes. Whoa. You can make us see it your way. No way. Gasoline and propane. More flames. Oh no. They set us up to fail, that's what they built the system for Put an ammunition shop across the street from a liquor store Empowering women used to be different than this before The role models got OnlyFans or dance on a stripper pole Screw it, I ain't tripping, I don't mean to be mean But if our children are the future, then our future is bleak They take an Adderall to focus, hit McDonald's to eat They're addicted to phones and they take Xanax to sleep They blurred the lines dividing communism and democracy In 2021, we paint the patriots as Nazis The men playing women's sports get trophies for winning Like, great, let's celebrate a man for beating some women If you're black, your life matters, you're supposed to embrace it If you're rich or you're smart, then you're probably Asian If you're gay, then you're brave, all of that I'm okay with But if you're white, the stereotype is you are a racist Blaming capitalism like that's the reason things are tough While you tweet from an iPhone and sip on a Starbucks You're supporting what you stand against, you don't think you are But a Percocet addict don't donate money to pharma Damn dog, we're all afraid to speak the truth And the more afraid we get, the more we hate the ones who do You're ashamed to be American? Okay, that's cool Cause honestly, we are all ashamed of you too Y'all are so fake, oh no The forecast said that there'd be snowflakes Whoa, you can make us see it your way No way, gasoline and propane More flames, oh no we can all get along, but there's no stopping Everybody's wrong, that's a real problem They don't want to hear it, but they still talking Soon enough, we running out of options This ain't gonna end till it's in the coffin We ain't gonna be friends till we try to squash it I don't know how we can make amends or we drop it Snowflakes melt when it's hot, kid Y'all are so fake, oh no The forecast said that there'd be snowflakes Whoa Make us see it your way, no way, gasoline and propane, more flames, oh no, no more snowflakes. There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, 
protection and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. Mike Lindell is a true patriot who loves America, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code OUTLAW for all Mike's great discounts. Or call 1-800-652-3982. And remember to use promo code OUTLAW. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. 
Hits. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. There are also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Tom McDonald with Snowflakes. Before that, Tommy Vexed with Topher with Trust the Science. Before that, Nikki Breyer with A Soldier's Princess. Before that, Madison Rising with Amazing America. And starting off the whole set... Samson with Just Leave the Kids Out of It. Wasn't that something interesting? Uh, just look up the video. Samson, he's a rapper out of Georgia. And uh, yeah, uh, it's just it's called Just Leave the Kids Out of It. All right, uh, the clock is ticking. Uh, coming up, uh, have uh, Outlaw Radio Gun Talk with Jericho Green, my fellow American. But before I get to that, it is time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is a doctor by the name of Amy Arambide. I think that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> if you want, I, I'm not even going to describe this. It's just listen for yourself. Um... What do you say a woman is? I believe that everyone can identify for themselves. Okay. Um, do, do you believe then that men can become pregnant and have abortions? Yes. Wow! Wow, dude! <laughs> do I need to go further? Oh my god. The level of stupidity never ceases to amaze me anymore. All right, let's move on. Outlaw Radio Gun Talk with Jericho Green. Here we go. It's time for Outlaw Radio Gun Talk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Gun Talk. If you're watching the video, you can see I am joined by my fellow American. <laughs> yes, Mr. Jericho Green, how are you? I'm doing great, Billy. How are you? Hey, doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me and talking to me today. And um, Yeah, you've always got something interesting to talk about when you go to uh, your YouTube channel. And one question I got to ask you, though, to some of the quotes you come up with and all that, have you ever thought about a career in stand-up? Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I have before, but I don't know. I, I feel 
that maybe that window is closed. But then again, it's never too late. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, um, I think if I was caught in like an open mic situation and people were like, do it, do it, man, I might do it. Um, but I've never really given it any serious thought, I should say. I know this may sound childish, but uh, in a video you did two years ago, you were talking about uh, transgender ideology being put in the heads of, of like uh, infants to toddlers to like almost uh, eight-year-olds. And you said, why do that to somebody you're going to catch eating a booger? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for some reason, I, I know it's childish as hell, but I could uh, not stop laughing. I mean, it's, come on, you're going to put this kind of, of heavy talk, this kind of heavy subject matter on somebody who thinks they can jump off the roof and fly and someone who regularly dines on their boogers. Like, that's ridiculous. That's It's too much for them to handle, and they know it. But, you know, we've our minds are already hard, and we've already been tainted by the world. So they have to go after, you know, the, the soft target, so to speak. And it's, it's sick, man. You know, uh, before we get started into the main subject, too, is I will say I am I am a uh, foster parent of a special needs little boy. He's nine years old, but has the mentality of a three year old. I mean, one of his favorite pastimes is vacuuming. He loves vacuum cleaners. And his mother gave him a purse one day when he came home from a visit. And I'm like. You know, that doesn't mean a whole lot now, but kids like him with special needs are a big target. And so I got to drill that. I drilled it in his head. God made you a boy. That's right. I, That's very important. You know, my, my son, when he was, uh, he's six now going on seven. And when he was like three and four, uh, my wife would order these dresses for my daughter. And my daughter was always excited when she would get them in the mail. So she would open them up when she gets home from school and she would try them on. And my son, a couple of times, he put the dresses on and was like twirling around the room. And I was like, all right, he's three. You know what I mean? Okay, I let him do it a couple of times, but that was it. I didn't, my wife and I didn't sit down and say, oh, okay, you're wearing a dress. You must want to be a girl. All right, let's redecorate your room. Let's start calling you this and let's all pronouns. It was like, I think a lot of that would just be solved with three words when a child comes to their their parent i, I want to be a girl or i want to be a boy and that's not what they were born as three simple words no you're not move on what do you want for dinner it's over you don't <laughs> flip your life upside down because of your kid said something kids minds change all the time exactly exactly and, and we don't need these predators you know like for for instance you got a you got a uh teacher who I, I don't know where she's from, but she was, um, she had this, uh, she's a feminist and just absolutely hates men. So what better way than to indoctrinate or hypnotize boys into thinking they're women? Yeah, I think a lot of the stuff you could trace back to something that happened to them. Either, you know, they were, somebody did something wrong to them or their daddy wasn't around you could trace it back to them because there's, there's there's something missing and they, they're going to feel it. And if they didn't get that acceptance when they were supposed to, now they're going to try to force society to accept them or to turn to do things to, you know, uh, exact some kind of revenge on the kids that they're in charge of. And it's really sick and it's really sad. But that just means us as parents have to be that much more vigilant, that more vigilant, because 
you pair somebody like that with a drive to do something to our kids, pervert them or do something weird or bad to them. Couple that with a parent who sleep at the wheel. It's perfect recipe, you know, for a disaster. So we just have to be that much more vigilant. That's one of the good things that comes from social media is seeing like that libs of TikTok and stuff where you get to get to peek in on what these weirdos are really thinking. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, you, uh, in, in the last couple of videos, you were talking about uh, that uh, mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. And I actually did a video about that. And uh, the moment it happened, I said, if places like New York or California had constitutional carry, uh, boy, these assholes that do these kinds of things sure have a big set of balls when they're in an area where the law-abiding citizens can't shoot back. Yep, I think the the smaller uh, our elected officials' balls get, the bigger the criminals' balls get, or the bigger you know whatever some crazy nut or evil demon, whatever this fool was, the more emboldened they are to do it. Because and and as a lawmaker or whatever, why wouldn't you want to arm your citizens? That's a force multiplier. You're you're the police; they're reactionary. They don't come until they're called until something already happens. And with that shooting in Buffalo. He had armor on and the, that uh, security guard, Aaron Salter, who lost his life, he probably shot him, you know, center mass, trying to hit that 10X like he was trained. But had someone else had a gun, maybe they're at a different angle. Maybe they can see his neck or something or some other exposed part of his body and take a shot at him. I mean, you don't like you said, you don't hear about this stuff happening in places where people carry guns because you go into a grocery store, what, conservatively 50 people in there? In an open carry state or, or a constitutional carry where people can carry a gun for the simple fact that they're an American citizen, there's got to be 10 people in there packing. I mean, being real conservative, it could be upwards of maybe half or more. So somebody is going to have an angle on this guy. You can't keep your eye on all of them. But if they're all scared and they're all hiding, yeah, you can walk down the aisles just like he did. Boom, boom, boom. You know, shooting uh, fish in a barrel, you know, for for lack of a better term, but if you can multiply those guns in there, not only could they end the situation quicker, that would be if the situation even takes place because somebody like that is looking for the path of least resistance. They're like, no, I can't go to this town. You know, 60% of the people pack guns. And if we turn that into everywhere, then maybe we get less of these things happen. Exactly. You know, like you take Chicago as a good prime example. If I could... I would arm every decent law-abiding citizen that has to live in the ghetto. I don't care what color they are. And I guarantee you, Lori Lightfoot, or excuse me, Lori Lighthead would have so much less to worry about. But no, she's more worried about uh, the media being white. And she doesn't, you know, she doesn't give a damn about what goes on in those neighborhoods or it wouldn't happen so frequently. And where's the media when this happens? Oh, you, you got it right. Uh, if the, if the shooter's white, it's all right. Let's, yeah. let's nail the story. You, you had two good points there when you're talking about handing guns out to those people. Number one, every law abiding Ameri American citizen, the government should be giving you guns. 
Why don't you get a free gun from the government on your birthday? Why do you not get a voucher for a thousand dollars at your local gun shop every year? Why not? Why are you worried about me being armed if you're not doing anything wrong? Number two, that's a good point. Everybody in the ghetto is not some thug dope boy. There are people who live there and the area turned the shit around them. It wasn't always like that because way back in the day, you know, when there was this real racism they're talking about, black folks were doing great. We had intact nuclear families. People were going to work. They had jobs. They were going to college. They were having families. They were making kids. So everybody in that neighborhood doesn't want it to be like that. There are people that are held hostage in there. There are people in those neighborhoods who have to calculate before they leave the house, where are they going to go? How long are they going to be out? Which way are they going to take to get to their car? Who's out there in the street? Who do I have to avoid? And that's terrible. People should not be held hostage in their homes. In this country, this is the greatest country on earth. Even though the, the powers that be may not act like that, we are still a beacon to the world. And there are certain things that we just don't put up with. There are certain, you can call it snobby or whatever. I'm an American. I don't deal with food shortages. I don't do that. I don't do baby formula shortages. And I don't do being held hostage in our neighborhoods. The, we, if you are a law-abiding citizen, here, take here, here's five guns. Here's 10 guns. I don't give a damn how much you, many guns you have because you're only going to use them to protect yourself or somebody else. It's not the gun. It's the human using the gun. I hate when they say gun violence, because that implies that the gun itself is violent and it's the gun that's the problem. No, but personal responsibility, that's kryptonite to them. See, that's that's what somebody else uh, said to me, too. And mind you, before all this happened, uh, this individual that said uh, uh, this idiotic shit to me lives in Buffalo, New York. Oh, you you do constitutional carry, and uh, uh, everybody's gonna think they're the they're the Lone Ranger vigilante. So blah 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 blah. If you're trained, <clears throat> excuse my voice. If you're trained responsibly, you do that. I I have a enhanced concealed weapons carry permit or license. And that means that I do not leave my cave without my club. But that also means that I, I hope I never, ever, ever have to show somebody my club. That's right. That's right. Everybody who owns a gun is not some blood, bloodthirsty killer. It reminds me of this old Disney cartoon where Goofy, he got up in the morning, he was getting ready for work and he's drinking his coffee and tying his tie and he's whistling while he's getting his briefcase together. And he goes outside. But as soon as he gets behind the wheel of his car. His like his shirt rips and his muscles get big and he gets angry behind the wheel of that car because, you know, traffic and traffic jams and he's trying to get to work. People are honking. So just because you have you're in possession of a firearm is not going to turn you into this gunslinger who's out looking for a problem. What it's going to do for you is give you confidence that if you come across some bad people, you'll be able to defend yourself. Or if you come across someone else dealing with some bad people, you can do something to help them help help them and save lives. They don't talk about the millions of interactions every single year with just the presence of a gun, the racking of a gun, the showing of the, of the grip, or maybe having to pull it out and use it, but it saves lives. 
It gets bad people out of the equation. We don't want them. If you're willing to hurt or kill somebody for their possessions or whatever, that's ridiculous. You're a bad guy. But the only thing that that helps fight against bad guys with guns is good guys with guns. And since the government should not force us to do anything, when somebody has a gun, hey, incentivize them. You come to this safety course for eight hours, we'll give you 100 rounds of ammunition. Incentivize people to train. I went to a front site last year in November, and there were a few women in our group who had never held a gun. They were scared to death of them. They bought the gun just to go to the class. They had never been fired before. These are brand new firearms. And by the end of that four-day course, you put almost, we shoot almost a thousand rounds. So it's all day long, shoot, 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 train, train, train. By the end of that, those women were confident. They wanted to buy more guns. They wanted to learn about the guns that they have. They were looking at everybody else, seeing how their guns were all tricked out, you know, the extended slide, mag release, whatever, different barrels. They were excited about them. And once you get that confidence, you're not scared. And not only are you not scared of that weapon, you're not scared at home by yourself. You're not scared walking to your car. It gives you confidence. And that is so important. But every law-abiding citizen, we should have a closet full of guns or a gun safe full of guns. Let me say that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Jericho, I think back too to uh, my hometown of Horseshoe Bend, Idaho. Now, the, that's a, that's a rinky-dink town, 700 people. Two years ago, we, uh, the people of uh, my, I can't say it's my community, it's my former community, but still, that's, that's always going to be home for me. But two years ago, that was the first time uh, they ever experienced that kind of uh, terrorism, you should, I can say, was when uh, Michael Pacinia was, was shot by some dude who just drifted into town looking for a victim. Now, of course, yeah, he, he just caught everybody by surprise, and his victim happened to be an 11-year-old little boy, sadly. Mm. I, can't, I think, though, that if that was not an armed community, that, uh, you know, well, my second cousin, he didn't, need a, he didn't need a gun to take him down. He's, like a, he's built like a Samoan that'll smash you. Um, but, uh, if that hadn't been an armed community, um, how much more do you, damage do you think he could have possibly done? You know? Yeah, that's, uh, that's so sad, man. And another thing, because there's no silver bullet, I don't think, I think it's a compilation of things and um, to go along with an armed society and law abiding citizens having being able to carry their their guns wherever they want and having whatever kind of gun they want. You also have to have something in place for those that slip through the cracks because it's not going to be a total deterrent knowing that there's this may be an armed community. But when something like that happens, we need to have punishment. We need to be in the business of punishment, not in the business of rehabilitation, not in all cases, some. But when you do something like that, you're broken, you're damaged, you're you're defective and you need to be removed from society. And you don't need to be in prison and lift weights and eat your favorite snacks and wear your favorite shoes and be on the cell phone all the time, making videos and stuff. You don't get to do that because your victims don't get to do that anymore because you took their life away. So we also need to be in the business of punishment, severe punishment, like so bad that people who do get out are going to go back to their communities with stories and tales of horror inside of these prisons. And I'm not talking about 
necessarily the way they're treated, but what they're doing while they're in there. Hard labor. What happened to that? What happened to some jail stripes and hard labor? Turn big rocks into little rocks. And if you do something bad enough, we do away with you. Gas chamber, shooting range, hanging, uh, electric chair, any of those things. What, what happened? Those are deterrents. Those let other would-be criminals know is the juice worth the squeeze. If I plan on doing this, am I willing to deal with what I've heard about or what I've seen? And in a lot of cases, people are going to say, hell no, that's too much for me. And that's what we want. But to, out here, okay, out here in California, I just had lunch with uh, somebody who's pretty high up in uh, Sacramento law enforcement. And he told me in California, because they sneak these in, they tell you it's like the Child Lunch Care Act. Oh, man, who doesn't want to vote for child lunch care? I love kids. But buried inside of there is stuff like taking felonies and turning them into misdemeanors and wiping misdemeanors away completely. So let's say you do something and get 10 years. Well, do, uh, according to California law, your 10 years is automatically cut in half to five years. Also, according to California law, only half of your sentence has to be served inside a jail or prison. So now you only serve two and a half years of that five. Now, the other two and a half years are served under strict. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> but basically, you're being monitored. You have a parole officer. You're being watched. So that's the second half. That's just the other two and a half years of your sentence. You're free to roam the streets as long as you check in. And also your probation officer or whatever, not to mention he has 900 other people on his caseload. So how, ma- how much time can he give to monitoring this animal? None. So they're free to, re- to uh, reoffend. And who knows when they're going to catch him because there's 899 other people in front of him. It's crazy. Well, you know, when it comes to the story that I told you about, uh, that uh, the judge actually just passed sentence a couple months ago, which was life in prison. And I'm like, oh, my God, why? He should be at the end of a rope, sitting in an electric chair or, uh, you know, inhaling gas fumes or something. But justice is served a little bit in his case because um, where he's at, uh, you know, child molesters and child killers are not liked people where, you know, he's going to he's going to wake up every morning, get a cup of coffee and he's going to taste somebody's piss in it. Uh, you know, they're going to spit in his food. They're probably going to whoop his ass. You know, they I don't know. Uh, prison rape is is pretty much almost a thing of the past, but he's not going to get treated good. So I mm. feel there's a little bit justice done, but still, I'd, I'd rather see him hang. Yeah, just like what do they do in uh, those Middle Eastern countries? They put a rope around your neck and jack you up on a crane, lift you right up in the air. Boom, it's done. But in your in your last video, you you basically said, you know, this idiot over in uh, Buffalo is going to be taken under the wing of the Aryan nations and and treated like a king. Yeah, you did what they what they all you you lived out all their wet dreams. This is what they want to be able to do. And if he's in prison, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. He's going to be the man. He should be dead. He should be gone. And I mean, quick, not no damn 20 years of appeals. This man's 30 before they even make a decision about what they're going to do in his life. No, quick. Well, you have a right to a a speedy trial. Well, let's give him a speedy um, appeal too. like within a month. 
we should know what, what's going to be done with this dude's life and we should stream it live. Since he wanted to stream it, we'll stream it too on Twitch. See ya. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing, you know, uh, pu- executions used to be public to, and, um, and made future wannabe criminals incontinent at the sight of it. Yep. That's right. It's that's what it's for. Deterrent. You're, you're a would be pickpocket rapist, murder whatever. And you're sitting out in the crowd watching this guy twitch and kick until it's all over. And you know, there's a very real possibility that could be you might make you think twice. Well, what I'm about to tell you may, you know, I, I'm pretty sure if PETA's uh, watching or listening, they're going to they're going to have plenty to say. But <laughs> one of my one of my first jobs was. Um, as a teenager was we, we had a farmer in our area or a cattle rancher who was having trouble with coyotes in the area. So he hired me over the weekends to um, basically, uh, you know, he gave me a 22 rifle and watch out for coyotes that they were going to spook the herd. I killed two of them. I skinned them and nailed their hides to trees. And let me just tell you, I did not have to kill very many coyotes after that. That's right. It even works on the on the lowly little animals. Those coyotes came, they caught that scent, and they said, this isn't for us, guys. we got to move on to other pastures. And that's exactly what would happen. you you got to make it simple. Don't complicate it, all these laws. No, very simple. If you do A, B is going to happen, and we're all going to sit there and watch it. And then not only uh, to turn it to would-be criminals, but to kids. That lets you know, don't grow up and not be shit. Because if you grow up to commit crimes and stuff, that could be you too. Those guys had parents too. And just because I'm here with you, I, I can't save you from the law. So act right so I don't have to be standing out in the crowd watching your ass swing back and forth. But that's what needs to happen. And I've said before, if our weak Western stomachs can't handle it, send them to another country. They, they, they'll do it for us. There's countries that have no problem sawing your neck off in public. My brother was in... Uh, Saudi Arabia last year. Now these big open courtyard areas and there's these drains and right next to the drain are these little things, these little metal things that look like a capital T. And people who are con- who are condemned to death, they tie their neck to those T's that are close to the drain and they cut their throat and they bleed right into the drain and it's all over. And there's hundreds of people out there watching and it's like, yeah, this is what happens. You do something bad, you're going to get tied to the T. Why don't we do that? Why? And, you know, the prison and the industrial complex and all that stuff, I guess. But to make it safer for us, some of these people, they need to be swinging or frying or choking on gas, something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, we become a pussified, weak society. We're being, you know, our kids are being taught, whereas I was taught. That guns are not only used for protection, for house protection, but also for for food purposes, too, so I can go hunting, you know. Now, but now guns are being taught they're evil, you know. And when I heard that story, this is a story out of Ohio. This nine-year-old girl, um, and hunting is in her family blood. Mm-hmm. Nine years old, first time hunting, get, gets a buck. And she's taking pictures of it. She goes to school. Her teacher and principal shame her. It's like you murdered a poor defenseless animal. Sent her home feeling like shit. That teacher's job is to, uh, uh, that is for reading, writing, arithmetic. 
um, you know, people are going to have a different way of life than you, and your way of life is not to be indoctrinated into them. That's part of our Constitution, and she violated that from where I stand. You're damn right. My my niece, she hunts uh, with my brother-in-law all the time. You know how happy she was when they put that blood on her face from her first kill? And she's a girly girl. She's all in the shoes and all that stuff, too. But she loves to go and fish and hunt with her dad. And how about this, teacher, if you've ever been around a child ever in your life? Sometimes kids are going to come to you with things that make you uncomfortable or you're freaked out. Here's what you do. Oh, that, that's nice, honey. Very nice. I'm, I'm glad you you got your first book. That's it. You don't got to say nothing. You don't got to be rude. If you don't understand it, if you're not into it, fine. Just be, oh, yeah, that's very nice. Be, be neutral. Be down the middle. You don't got to try to exact your revenge on this kid or scare this kid. What, what, what did you think was, was going to happen? Did you think that girl was going to snap? Oh, my goodness, my teacher? I'll never hunt again. I'm going to go home and bury my rifle. No. You probably made that kid even more steadfast in her beliefs. Or maybe you should have talked to the girl about it so you could possibly learn something and then maybe tell her what you think in a kind and educational manner, not to be a dick. But you see this stuff, these people who believe that, they're cocooned with other idiots around them who believe that all the way up to the top. So there's no fear of consequence. Why not be a dick to this little kid? I don't have nothing to worry about. The principal is just as crazy as me. The superintendent's as crazy as me. The governor, everybody. So there's no reason. They're, they're like children. There's no reason not to do it because nothing's going to happen. But to our sane, normal minds, yeah, you're an asshole. What are you doing? You should be in trouble, not the kid. <laughs> you know, and, and the hypocrisy there is especially uh, when uh, they talk about Native Americans and they say they admire <laughs> Native Americans and, and embrace, embrace that history. What did Native Americans have to do to survive? I mean, they respected the buffalo, but they still had to kill them. Uh, yeah, I got to eat. It's me or the buffalo. Sorry, buffalo. Don't and don't worry. I'm going to use every part of you, but I'm not going to die out here. My family's not going to die out here. That's why there's so there used to be so many buffalo. That's why there's so many deer. They're food source. That's what they're here for. And you know another thing I like about that they do with the Native Americans with the Indians. Number one, stop acting like because some sports team uses one of their their uh, a like their likeness that it offends them. I seriously doubt there's any Native American people who just can't get out of bed or just so bummed out because of the Washington Redskins or the Cleveland Indians. Number two, there's a reason that we name our Apache helicopters, our Tomahawk missiles after them because they were warriors. These weren't a group of dumb little people who were wandering the plains and the evil white man came and gave them liquor and blankets. Ha, 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 ha. No, they fought. They killed a whole bunch of white folks. They were warriors. They were good at what they did. Hunting, horseback. There's a lot of things we learned from them. So don't excuse them as this little group of colored people that were just bamboozled by the evil white man. No, they fought back and they kicked some ass, too. No, they most definitely did. I mean, in fact, it's so inter interesting you mentioned that, Jericho, because I was watching a documentary about Crazy Horse, and he did something that uh, should have got him killed from the get-go, rode right in front of a bunch of cavalry soldiers, and they're just shooting at him one by one. But he, you know, what he did was expose their weakness because all they had been 
was uh, muskets. Mm-hmm. And so it came point uh, time for them to reload. And he called his own cavalry on them. And they just slaughtered that entire army. Yeah, that don't sound like a bunch of weaklings to me. That doesn't sound like a bunch of dummies to me. That sounds to me like some brave dude with a strategy who took a serious gamble and it worked. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand that shit. When you take responsibility from people and when you portray them as these little weaklings like children, that's detrimental. We need personal responsibility, good or bad. That's on you. Exactly. You know, and, and, um, we're definitely not, you know, I'm not responsible for slavery. You're not responsible for slavery. And I, I love how you, how you're, you're not out there and, and you, Jericho, you put your hands out there and, you, and, and say, do you see any thorn scratches or scars from picking cotton? Nope. Nothing. Cause somebody already did that. That's another yeah. thing. Don't shit on what people who went through the real shit. So we can sit here in modern day America, living the dream. All the, the civil rights people to say that America's in the same spot, that's an insult to them. I would like to hop in a time machine and go back to like 1962 and say, hey, hold on, guys, just to let you know, in 2015 to like 2022, nobody cares. They say they talk like you never did anything. Nobody cares. They say that they're still victims, that the civil rights movement didn't do anything. So if you guys don't want to do it, I get it. And I wouldn't be mad at one if they were like, I'm not. I'm not going to have this German shepherd chewing on me, these water hoses in my face, these churches being bombed, people being hung. I'm not going through that for you not to give a shit in 60 years, for you to be crying and complaining over after all the shit I went through. No, hell, I wouldn't blame them if they said, hell no, fend for yourself. And we'd probably be better for it if they did do that. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, one more thing, too, before uh, we wrap this up, because, boy, does time go as, as uh, we're talking. But uh, I happen to catch something on Parlor. Um, of course, I don't watch The View. Um, you know, the only, time, the only reason why it catches my attention is if something hits like, like Kid Rock and what's-her-name, she's so insignificant, I can't even remember her name. Or, you know, Whoopi Goldberg and her stupid comments that Jewish people aren't a race. Um, but uh, there's this guy. Uh, let me look here. Hopefully, um, uh, what is it? Ely Mistel? I don't know how it's pronounced. But if you look at his, he looks, he looks ridiculous the way he has his hair. <laughs> I mean, God, you think this guy looks, looks worse than it's, it's like a bad version of Don King. Oh, man. oh, yeah, that big old black dude. Yeah. Yeah, he wears, like, the suits and the bow ties and shit. Yeah, that guy's and, a dumbass. Yeah, he says the Constitution is trash because it was written by slavers and black people didn't have a say. But does that motherfucker not realize that uh, once, uh, you know, slavery had ended, all the amenities and benefits of the Constitution applied to black people from that point on? No, well, he knows that. And hell yeah, he knows that, but he's not going to say it. Okay. And some things were wrong when they wrote the Constitution. It would, they were ratified as soon as possible. And what about the first black Republicans and the Buffalo soldiers? Were they coons for fighting for that country who they were previously enslaved by? And, and that proves another point. 
that maybe slavery isn't the way that they depict it. Because in a lot of cases, number one, slaves didn't just pick cotton and tobacco. They worked on the docks. They did blacksmithing, gunsmithing, all kinds of shit. So they weren't just Kunta Kintes picking cotton on the plantation. Number two, a lot of slaves were more of indentured servants. They had homes on the property. They had families. And they were only working for that plantation owner for a specific amount of time. Then they would have their freedom. So it wasn't just Kunta Kintes getting their foot cut off and yes, a boss. No, there were some educated slaves who helped to build this country. And I can't stand idiots like him. I wonder what his net worth is. Because if the Constitution is trash, why is your black ass sitting on there and on a mainstream TV show with another black woman? Did you guys, did you fall through the cracks? Did they not nab you when you were born? How'd you get up there? It's bullshit. You make an interesting point too, Jericho, because uh, whereas, you know, I despise slavery and I, I think it was wrong. It should have never happened. But some good things came out of it because, because you know, looking into history too, there were, there were a bunch of jobs that needed to be filled that only former slaves could do because they had the right training. Because they had been doing them. They had the experience. And yeah. if nobody else wants to say it, I will. If for, well, number one, we don't have a monopoly on slavery. Everybody's been a slave. They got them damn Irish people from Ireland and put them in the sugarcane fields in the Caribbean. So you're going to 55 degrees overcast to the Caribbean? No, thank you. And number two, had, had uh, slaves not been brought to America, we would still be in Africa. If I had a choice, if I had to flip a coin, one side's America and one side's Africa, guess what? I'm right here. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. I hate to say it, but we are out of time for this segment. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And, uh, you know, this is a very special edition of Outlaw Radio. Before um, we part ways here, I want to welcome you as a member of the Brotherhood of the Bearded Patriots. <laughs> Thank you, man. I feel like you just did the sword on either shoulder right there. Thank you, I, man. I, I appreciate you. it. I Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> I got to be back on here soon because we're rolling, Billy. We got to do this again, man. You let me yeah. know. Yes, absolutely. And uh, before we uh, cut it to uh, the upcoming uh, music set, why don't you once again uh, give all your stuff, your YouTube a plug. Uh, yes, YouTube, Jericho Green. I'm the first one to pop up. I got my link tree there. I'm on Spotify, Rumble, uh, this a platform called Recoil TV um, done by Recoil Magazine, the gun magazine. Um, so check me out. I got merch, 20% uh, off right now, uh, promo code FATHER, all caps. Um, yeah, YouTube, link tree, it's all there. Thank you for having me here, man. I really appreciate it. Wow. You know what? Uh, I've got to renew my membership with... Uh with uh, NAGA, the uh, National African-American uh, Gun Association. Yes, I'm a white boy, uh, I'm a member of them. I've got to renew, though, and, uh, yeah, they're talking about Recoil Magazine all the time. Yeah, yeah, they did an article on me uh, in there. It's the uh, June edition that's coming out, page 26. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait for that. Now you, you just gave me more of a reason. That's so <laughs> Appreciate that. Something to read on the can, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much, Jericho. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You reach out to me anytime. I'll be here. You bet.
And there you have the interview with Jericho Green. It's always a pleasure talking to him. Time to go to the next music set. Coming up, I have Sergio Michel, going to be followed by Larry Keys, Twisted Asylum, Mickey LaMantia, and Burden. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. American. God bless you. Oh, hi, everybody. I'm a Republican. I'm running for president of the United States of America. You may have heard that my liberal opponent grants amnesty to illegal immigrants. Well, I personally have gone down to the Rio Grande to puncture holes in raft boats trying to get across my border. She has repeatedly voted to extend welfare benefits to single mothers and supports funding for Planned Parenthood and women's clinics. Whereas I've done everything to shut down any women's health center, regardless of what they offer. 
Why should we give benefits to godless whores who can't keep their legs together? And speaking of God, you know there's something wrong with this country when some atheist, who's a woman, who's probably a lesbian, can openly run for president. While the evil science of evolution is burned into the minds of our children, my opponent is anti-Jesus. But, but this is a nation under God. I am 100% certain that life definitely begins at conception. My opponent loves abortions. She fucking loves them. She believes in nonsense like global warming and evolution, while I rely on cold, hard facts. Now on November 6th, you make sure and vote for me, the real American. Not this imposter whose name I can't even pronounce because I speak English. I'm your Republican candidate, and I approve this message. Funded by Texas Fags, Texas Families Against Gay Sex. Say today, America stands united, but divided you should feel. This could be the message for all the land to hear. Have equality and liberty and justice throughout the land, and make this nation stand for the brotherhood of man. From the Lord came our foundations, our future He reserves. With His mighty hand to guide you, He'll let no walls divide you. So make this nation stand for the brotherhood of man. Yes, America stands united, but divided we should feel. For all the land to hear Let's sing equality liberty And justice throughout the land And make our nation stand For the brotherhood of man If the house has been divided You know it's bad Look back to our foundation Is a message for us all For us all Cause America stands united But divided we should feel This will be our message To our future we'll declare Sing equality and liberty And justice throughout the land
And while you're ranting and raving, saying you're losing your patience and blaming unvaccinated cause people dying. Why is Hunter Biden down in the basement? He's smoking crack cause he really a baser. That's your son, right? Oh, why you never talk about the millions he made overseas and brought it back to the yeah. stage? Y'all heard hey, a trade of Joe Pelosi. Oh. Fuck you, Kamala. Oh. Ain't no bill back better. Fuck you, Obama. Fuck all them Clintons and fuck Biden too. Yeah. If it's that's gold, Brandon, hell, fuck Brandon too. Say it with me now. Don't want you or need you Most the government They only ran by some demons They plotting the scheme And to take the American dream And destroy the whole meaning Don't tell me you don't see it Turn off the news dog. Don't tell me you believe it Y'all just trying to steal The 2022 election Ain't no Democrats Ever being realized It's how I feel about your mandates I ain't getting no bags I ain't wearing no masks Walking through the stores Trying to bother me I might beat your ass I see a lot of wolves Now I know the shit won't last I call a spade a spade I ain't just taking no Biden I love my country dog. This isn't just the way That I'm riding Fighting for freedom Nah I ain't do it for clout If it really come down to a boy I'm about Pelosi Fuck you Kamala Ain't no Bill Beck Better fuck you Obama Fuck all them Clintons And fuck Biden too If it's let's go Brandon Hell fuck Brandon too Say it with me now Left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org X-Point at night, real country dark. You look up at the sky and see everything you've been missing living in the city. You had no idea there were so many stars. No city lights, no traffic noise. You can actually hear your thoughts because you can actually think without distraction. When morning comes, the light breaks over a surreal nine square miles of unobstructed vista. And you think to yourself, this is a good place. It's quiet, it's safe, and it's beautiful. 600 steel-reinforced concrete bunkers sit on X-Point. They're 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, and have 12 and a half foot high ceilings. The price is $45,000, which is very cheap for what you get and where you get it. In times of natural or national emergency, this is the place you want to be. It's a community, not a commune, and the people there are like-minded. Send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com and let us connect you with X-Point. X marks your spot. That's the point. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They 
built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats. That's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry, as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. If Idaho is such a Republican state, have you ever wondered why we have such high taxes? For example, Idaho has high property taxes, personal income tax, and Idaho even taxes businesses on the equipment that they already own. And we are only one of five states in the country that completely taxes groceries. Not even liberal California stoops so low as to tax people on the food they eat in their own homes. The reason for this is simple. You can't get good fruit from a bad tree. And the Idaho Republican Party is full of corrupt, immoral, and unethical leaders who have been taking advantage of good, honest, hard-working, rank-and-file Republican citizens for decades. Consider Larry Craig, Idaho Republican U.S. Senator who was arrested for soliciting gay sex in a public bathroom, or Governor Butch Otter, and sitting U.S. Senator Mike Crapo, two Idaho Republican leaders who were both arrested for drunk driving, which kills over 28 people every day in America. With this type of leadership, no wonder Idaho is so liberal, even though it's so Republican. I'm Ammon Bundy, and I approve this message. Building in a little hick town. This is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in a mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF 1, making men men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Burden with Fuck Biden, Part 2. Before that, Mickey LaMantia with Locked and Loaded. Prior to that, Twisted Asylum with Fuck the Government. Before that, Larry Keys with America Stands United. And starting off the whole set, Sergio Michelle with Cry Out. All right, moving right along, ready to welcome another one to the Bearded Brotherhood. It's time for World News with... Retired Colonel Chris Wyatt. Here we go. Outlaw Radio World News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio World News. I am well. Or I am joined, of course, by Colonel Chris Wyatt. 
retired, of course. How you doing? I'm fine. How about yourself? Yeah, I think the beard's kind of a giveaway as far as being retired, unless I was special forces in northern Afghanistan with the Northern Alliance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know. For some reason, we just can't seem to forget the retired part. I mean, even if you were clean shaven. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, I always make sure I go out of my way to make sure I tell people retired because, um, you know, you're, you're perfectly allowed to just go by your title. You're not required to say Colonel retired or, you know, Master Sergeant retired. They call you Master Sergeant, but but you get some people that like you get their nose out of joint. So I always mm-hmm. make the point and I never I never put on their Colonel. I like other people if they want to, you know, usually I'll remind them on the title if it's time to change it. But, you know, if it's interview, they want to introduce me as Colonel. That's fine. It's like, you know, Lieutenant Colonels are also called Colonel, but they're they're just light kernels. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got a lot going on. Um, obviously, primary elections have just happened. Uh, sadly, a mutual friend of ours, Mike Miller, uh, you had him on your show, and I've yeah, I've talked to him several times. I know him personally. Yeah, he, he didn't make it, unfortunately. Um, it looked like in the Republican race where he was at, he finished dead last, unfortunately, unfortunately but he says the battle is not over. So, so when was your primary? Did you just have it, or has it been a few weeks ago, or what? No, we just had it on the seventeenth. Oh, so you had the same day. That's right. You had the same day that Pennsylvania had it. Okay, that's true. Yeah. North Carolina, um, and there was two other states I think I had the same day. But I saw that Matthew Cawthorn uh, was defeated down there in um, in North Carolina, which will delight the Republican establishment. Uh, but he's he's yeah. made a number of mistakes. So I don't, I don't think a lot of people are going to be sad to see him go. But uh, here in Pennsylvania, it's been entertaining and the entertainment hasn't ended yet. We still haven't decided the Senate race between Mehmet Oz, the carpetbagger, the Turkish national and um, Dave McCormick and uh, Kathy Barnett, who was smeared endlessly the five days before the election because she was surging and, and had a good chance of winning the seat. And they sabotaged that. They took video clips or audio clips and made it appear as if she's a Black Lives Matter supporter and that, that she believed in the concept of systemic racism, which are total fabrications and lies. They she was repeating and quoting other people and they stuck it together in a montage. And it was enough to hoodwink um, tens, if not hundreds of thousands of Republican voters in Pennsylvania who fell for it. And so they turned against her in the last minute and she stopped surging. So it's just a typical swamp behavior. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, they did kind of the same crap to uh, Mike, uh, basically had uh, were, the churches telling people that. Uh, and, and this is this is a complete falsehood that, uh, you know, he was all into the Vegas lifestyle and he wanted to help bring prostitution and gambling to Idaho. You don't have that now. <laughs> I mean, got, we we have reservation casinos. One of yeah, exactly gambling. You already got gambling. That's what I was getting at. I don't know about the prostitution, but you got gambling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, they they basically. Um, I don't know how bad it really was for him, but um, yeah, it's. I don't know the these there. There's always a need to compete in it, um, whether you're in sports or whether you're in politics. Or whether you're playing chess, but it's it's just gotten really dirty anymore. Well, what I try to tell my viewers, and I've told people when, of course, I'm a judge of elections here locally, and um, oversaw the polls on Tuesday. It started at five forty-five and finished at eleven thirty that night. <laughs> uh, but what I told I told people at my polling station, I said, you have to remember that um, for a lot of these people. 
this isn't just a question of winning a race. Politics is a blood sport. It's like fight club. I mean, that's how seriously and they'll, they'll, people will stoop to no low. There's no low that's too low for them to defeat an opponent. I remember Senator Reed, dingy Harry there from Utah lied about Mitt Romney. And I'm not a fan of Mitt Romney, but I am a fan and I am a fan of the truth. And he lied about him during the 2012 presidential campaign and talked about him killing his dog and, you know, something like that on top of his vehicle and all these lies. And the, the media just went with it. They listened to him and they quoted him. They played that clip over and over again. And, you know, a lot of voters are like, how can I vote for a guy that doesn't even care for a dog? Anyway, uh, after the election, uh, the reporters took the time finally to ask Reed when it was proven it was all lies, because now they're interested now that Barack Obama had won re-election. So they asked Harry Reed and he said, well, yeah, but you said all these things and none of them were true. Harry Reed's response was, yeah, they worked, didn't they? And that was it. He doesn't care. It's no, mor- no, no moral, no morality, no moral fiber whatsoever. No holds barred. Blood sport. It's a blood sport. It's fight club. Yep. No rules. Yeah. Yep. Fight yeah. to the death. I mean, and from what I understand out there in Pennsylvania is these mail-in ballots are the issue. Well, um, well, that is an issue. That isn't the issue. Or I one of the issues. It, it is. It is an issue. Uh, the, and, and, it's, the yeah. Republican candidate now who ran away with the primary, much to the chagrin of the Republican establishment. Uh, and a lot of people are saying it's because of Trump, but it's simply not true. Uh, Doug Mastrano, my former colleague at the U.S. Army War College, he was about 17 percent a few weeks ago. Then he was at 19, then 22 percent. And then he jumped out to 27 to 17 lead over Lou Barletta, a, a well-respected former congressman and mayor here in Pennsylvania. So he had a 10 point lead. And then a few days ago, he jumped out to 34 points and Barletta was at 22 um, so he had a 12 point lead and he was running away with the race as it closed because a lot of undecided voters were moving towards Mastriano. Then Trump belatedly endorsed Mastriano and, uh, he wound up with about 45% of the Republican primary. So nearly 600,000 votes for a guy that, uh, most people had not heard of just five years ago. I mean, almost nobody in this country ever heard of Doug Mastriano five years ago, even four years ago, and maybe even two years ago before the 2020 choosing, uh, most people not heard of Doug Mastriano, but he's a, he's a national name now anyway. But, um, in that, in that race, uh, Mastriano just ran away with it completely. Now the mail-in balloting thing, um, that's, that's he, the reason I mentioned Mastriano is because he wants to eliminate that. And so he's got my support on it. You know, I don't understand why people think it's necessary to have early voting and people stand, you know, coming to the polling station for two weeks, voting whenever they feel like it. If the issue is the excuse, well, you know, I have to work, I have school or this is going on, then it's very simple. You do like Europeans do. One time I'll actually follow Europeans on something. Voting day should be a national holiday. The first Tuesday of every November should be election day. It's a it's a federal holiday. No one works except for emergency service and, you know, people like that. But people can go. There's no excuse. You go vote. And that's what you do on Election Day. Um, and you don't have to do it on Sunday to upset Christians. You don't have to do it on Saturday to upset Jews. You don't have to do it on Friday to upset Muslims. You just do it on Tuesday. Case closed. Boom. I don't know if any religion is offended by Tuesday. I don't think so. But let's just have the election on Tuesday, a federal holiday, and then everyone can vote. But the mail-in balloting thing was a real problem here in Pennsylvania. It still is because the governor announced last time that they were going to violate the law. They announced uh, the law was from October 19th of 2019, Act 77, and it has provisions in it. Things like the ballots must be sent through the postage system, the mail system, because the Postal Service is a chain of custody. And if you violate the mail, you take something out of somebody's mailbox or you steal it and intercept it, that's a federal offense. You'll go to penitentiary for that. So that's a check and balances on fraud. 
Well, they announced that they're going to have drop boxes. Just no, no, no excuse. Just drop a box here and there. If you've watched 2000 mules, you'll see the hazard of having drop boxes and what can happen. And we warned people before this election. That's why I became targeted on my YouTube channel by YouTube and by um, leftists, because I reported factually that this would encourage fraud in Pennsylvania. Now, I'm not saying it did or didn't. I'm just saying that the mere mention of it invalidated our election, in my view. So uh, because the governor and the secretary of state and the attorney general, are the ones who forced this. So they announced drop boxes wherever you want. They also announced that the signature wouldn't have to match or even be signed on the ballot. Well, that's against the law. The law requires a signature match or you have to challenge the voter. And the third piece was that the Pennsylvania had the worst law for federal absentee ballots prior to Act 77 in 2019. And that was Pennsylvania required federal absentee ballots, military, diplomats, people away from the state. Your ballot had to be in by 8 p.m. on Friday to the Board of Elections. If it wasn't, it didn't count. So you and I, if we're Pennsylvania residents, got to go. We got Saturday mail in our ballot. And we got Sunday or we got we got um, with this mail in ballot. Thing, we got we got we had excuse me, if we're in person, we had three days after the election in order to elect. And that's because they want to count the ballots on election night. But that was unfair to people who are overseas deployed because you lost a mailing day on, on Saturday, a mailing day on Monday, a mailing day on Tuesday, which most states. So they changed the law and said Tuesday. Well, the governor announced that you can mail the ballots in 10 days after the effect. No, no, no postage mark. Drop it in a box 10 days afterwards. So that encouraged fraud. And that's what we're talking about here. The, the drop boxes still exist, but the county that I reside in, they eliminated all but one. And the only one they kept is the one at the, at the, um, at the courthouse or at the Board of Elections, because there they can man it and make sure that it's not being abused. So, uh, But the state still has them statewide. It's a real issue. Uh, we saw that Trump had over 680,000, 640,000 vote lead when the polls magically shut down. They stopped counting on election night. And then over the next four days, that 600, almost 700,000 lead evaporated. And the only way for that to happen is for Biden to have gotten 85% of the write-in ballots. And that's statistically impossible. That just isn't going to happen. So, yeah, anyway. yeah, it, it's a mess, you know, and I mean, here in Idaho, um, uh, Janice, I, I can't remember her last her last name, can't pronounce it uh, very well either when I see it. But uh, she's the lieutenant governor here in Idaho, endorsed by Trump. But uh, no, uh, Brad Little's going to retain the pub- Republican seat. And of course, uh, this being a, a red state, you know, be, uh, basically uh, they a lot of people here, they see an R next to the name, and that's what they pick. So we're going to be stuck with Brad Little for another four years or so. And, um, you know, he's proven already to be a Biden puppet. Um, you know, uh, I mean, it's it, I, it's been mentioned before. Ammon Bundy uh, told me when I watched his speech and gave it some thought, too, when COVID came down. Uh, during during that time, we only had one unconfirmed case in the entire state, and Idaho's a big state, mind you, like uh, at least 13th or 14th largest in the nation, so it's in the top 15, and one unconfirmed case, and he goes into a state of emergency because at the time, Trump had said, well, if your state's in a state of emergency, I'm going to give you, um, I'll give you a this many million dollars to help you out. And so, yeah, he, he used COVID to fill his pocketbook and we know damn well that he's not the only one to do that. 
Yeah, well, I mean, there's, we could talk endlessly about uh, who's profited from COVID and whether they intended to or not. And this isn't attacking, but I'll just give examples I've said from the very beginning when this started. Amazon immensely profited from it. China's profited from it endlessly. Um, UPS, uh, FedEx, the Postal Service, all these places have benefited at the expense of restaurants, retailers, businesses around the country have been crushed and destroyed. Gymnasiums have been wiped out. Uh, bars. It's just, it's, it's absolutely horrific. And everyone moves on like nothing happened, but people's hopes and dreams and lives for successful businesses they built and fostered for decades from generation to generation are completely wiped out by the hysteria that was wholly unnecessary. And we're, we're not, we're not on PooTube, are we? I mean, I can speak freely here. Yes. And we're not censored. You know what? It's going to be uploaded to YouTube, but uh, I'm going to have the backup on Rumble. So Take if it gets taken down, no big deal. Because well, I don't want to get somewhere I, else. I, I don't want to get you in trouble here. So you might edit this portion and just take it out, so you don't don't. Be, I mean, I'm just going to talk freely about it now. So because uh, you're going to put a rumble, but uh, th- this 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 entire scam, not the virus being a scam, it's real, it's deadly, especially for people with underlying conditions. And I had it, so I know yeah, it's and, real, and we know it's there. But I'm here. I am three years. I haven't had it, so you know, knock on wood. I mean, I'm not not, not, not trying to challenge it. <laughs> You know, but 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 the point is that um, is that this is a very real thing. But the, the, the entire response has been a scam. When you have a pandemic, you isolate the vulnerable. You don't take COVID positive patients and send them to nursing homes where the most vulnerable in our society are people with the compromised immune systems in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, over 100 centurions. People have fragile immune systems. You don't take people who are sick and dump them there. And that's exactly what Tom Wolf did in Pennsylvania. That's what Governor Gropes a lot in New York did. And also in New Jersey, all three. Oh, Murphy. Yeah. They sent COVID positive patients into nursing homes and killed our grandparents, our parents, our great grandparents in droves. 75% of the fatalities in this state in 2020 or in 2019, yeah, 2020, excuse me, were nursing home fatalities. They were wholly unnecessary. If you treated this like a proper pandemic and put protection around the vulnerable, whether it's physical or isolation or quarantine, whatever you, and protect them till it burns out, then you would have saved lives. If you quarantine the infected and isolate the vulnerable, then the rest of the population goes about its business. Then you get these things in control. But what do we do? We quarantined everybody and we sent the infected in where the sick people were, the vulnerable people were. And we have all these numbers, which are ridiculous. And people, who, because the government gave tens of thousands of dollars for every case, this is a scam and it's still a scam. And it's just a fear. Fear over faith is what's going on here. Fear over conscience, fear over reality. The science denial by the people pushing this is astronomical. It drives me absolutely nuts. And they get away with it. They get away with it. And the carnage they've wreaked. My mother is dead because of the stupidity. She didn't get COVID. She never had COVID. But she had cancer. And it was under control until she was refused care in a hospital because only COVID patients could come to the hospital now. And the hospital was empty. So she had to switch from the treatment she was getting to one she could take at home with a 90-day shake cancer throughout her body. Now, I'm not saying my mother would still be alive today because she was already living with cancer for 18 months, but she was pain-free. The cancer was in check. It wasn't spreading. She was no longer allowed to go to the hospital, and she got alternate treatments, and it didn't work. 90 days later, she had cancer throughout her body. Within four and a half months, she was dead. So there's a casualty. And there, are, mm-hmm. what about all the victims, the children who are home with their abusers? Uh, who are victims of incest and rape. And what about the spousal abuse that takes place by people who now had, when we were locked down and hiding for everybody, seven days a week access and a locked confined space to people. And what about people that don't have much money, have large families? Everyone's home 24 hours a day now. 
all the damage to relationships that occurred, the physical abuse, the mental abuse, and not just to mention that, and I said all this stuff, by the way, this isn't something I'm a, I'm a Monday morning quarterback. I said this in February, March of 2020, and I've stuck to this story. The reality is that they don't care about suicides. They don't care about the mental trauma and all the carnage wreaked from the overreaction and misreaction to this pandemic has caused carnage across the globe to economies, social cohesion, racial relations, and just people's mental health. It's, 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 not worth the cost. And that's what's so sad about it. Okay. Get your tinfoil hat on. All right. <laughs> no, but th- this is one that I heard, uh, you know, talking about how, uh, you know, a- Andrew, the homo Cuomo, I, I, I just like saying that because I don't like him, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, him and uh, the New Jersey governor and Tom Wolf, as you said, you know, did these things as a part of their plan because the majority of elderly people lean to the right and uh, they're they're they know better than to uh, vote in somebody who's going to help bring in a totalitarian communist regime so yeah I, this is gonna this will be an easy way to kill them off well, that definitely is a conspiracy theory, tinfoil sort of hat. And, and I don't usually entertain those sort of things, but I do have the following to say about conspiracy theories. There's been a lot of conspiracy theories over the past 36 months. And my goodness, most of them have come true that I've heard. You know, it's it's absolutely crazy. Things that people, it sounded outlandish, but they turn out to be true. And in the past, I, you know, I, I X-Files is good entertainment. I enjoy watching the show, but I mean, didn't really believe that sort of stuff, but a lot of conspiracy theories of the past three, three years have just, they've panned out. People have been told they're nutters. And next thing you know, we, the facts come out and here we go. Well, for instance, you know, I worked in the national security agency. We don't spy on Americans. You know, we had to get a warrant from a FISA court of a uh, foreign intelligence surveillance court act court. You couldn't just do it I, as a counterintelligence officer and as person working as a, that's two different roles. I would have to go to a federal judge with a warrant to justify a serious reason for why we'd have to listen to an American's conversation. And if we stumbled across an American by listening to overseas conversations, we would have to block that portion out. But once we knew that was an American person, when I say American person, that can be an American corporation, it can be American non-government organization, it can be American individual. So once we know it's American, but but we have the federal law enforcement and intelligence community spying on Carter Page, Roger Stone, Donald Trump, um, uh, Michael Flynn. This is insane. No justification whatsoever. Flimsy. Fake applications for warrants, which they hoodwinked the judge. I don't know what idiot the judge was to, to fall for it. But they listened. They opened the door up by getting into Carter Page. Carter Page was a spy for the United States, not against the United States. He was an actual agent of the CIA. He was on the payroll of the CIA providing information about events in Russia to the CIA as a source. When they went to a judge and said, this guy is a threat to national security. He's he's committing espionage against America. What a total lie. Now, if they'd gone and said, we suspect he's a double agent. Yeah, but they didn't disclose because by law, they're required to disclose if he's an agent of the U.S. He was an agent of the U.S. and they got that warrant that opened the whole thing up. If you'd have told me that was happening, I'd have been like, ah, you're a kook. That's nonsense. We don't do that. I worked in the intelligence community. We don't spy on Americans. We did in the 60s and 70s. We had the church hearings and everything changed. And we don't do that. Well, gosh, they did do that. That's exactly what they did. 
This is exactly they spied. They not only spied on American candidate, they spied on American president, the sitting American president. And remember when Donald Trump came out in early 20, 2017 and said, they're spying on my, on the Oval Office. They 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 tapped my my offices in Trump Tower. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember he's that. he's a nutter. He's crazy. He lied. No, he didn't. He was right. And now we find out because of this this court case against Michael Sussman, the attorney for the Democratic National Committee, we find in a Clinton campaign, we find out he thought it was going to make him look better, but it made him look worse. We find out that, in fact, in the meeting notes from the meeting at the FBI, when they heard saw the tweet that Trump put out, they're like, they panic. Like, how does he know we're spying? How do you figure who's the leak? What's going on? Because they were violating the Constitution and federal law. It's it's the conspiracy theories are are bearing fruit, they're turning out to be true. And it's pretty frightening. I mean, I didn't serve this nation and support and defend this constitution for 36 and a half years in uniform, 34 in active duty, so that these clowns can rip this to shreds. You know, um, and if you want to talk about Roe versus Wade, we can touch on that too. But th- this th- this document, this document is sacred, not in a religious sense, but in a moral sense, in a righteous sense, in, in a legal sense, this is sacred. And these people urinate on this every single day. They don't care. They, well, they don't do more care. Than that. They, they don't do care. more than that. <laughs> I was trying to be polite. We're on air. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember, you are on an uncensored show. So Yeah, um, but uh, we got to um, show some maturity I'm, here. <laughs> I know. I I do want to. I've already touched on uh, Roe versus Wade and abortion. I've, I've already talked about that. I do want to shift gears. I mean, this is a segment called World News. Okay. And and uh, of course, it, it wouldn't be outlaw radio if we didn't talk about uh, what's going on in South Africa. And um, the only thing is, is I just need you to enlighten me, Colonel, of of the latest of what's going on over there because. I've been uh, tied up over here with so much going on that uh, I haven't been able to pay attention. And to my South African listeners, I am sorry. Well, there's a number of little things that are not particularly important that are stealing all the oxygen in the room. Some student at Stellenbosch University in the Western Cape was drunk, walked into a dorm room with a guy he was with. They were, I guess, friends or whatever. I don't know the ethnicity of the friend. And there's another guy. He had a roommate who was black and the guy was drunk. So he just whips it out and starts peeing all over his desk and his stuff. And the guy says, why are you doing that? He says, uh, I'm waiting on somebody. Um, this has been turned into he's a racist. He did it because the student he was urinating and his stuff was black. I mean, Craig, this is ludicrous. You know, this sort of stupid, you know, frat house thing happens on American campuses every day and it doesn't get turned into a racial incident. Is it racial? I don't know. There's not enough information there. Um, it shouldn't be something that the country's losing its mind over 200 people protesting, demanding changes. And they're making nonsensical statements like whites can't accept that blacks hold political power. Not really. If that were the case, there would have been a civil war and carnage 28 years ago. Um, what, what, what people can't accept is the stupidity of, of turning everything in the race. And the bigger picture here, which is the real picture, is the failed governance of the ANC. And here's a list of some of the hits that have come out just in the past several days. So there was a complaint by the Democratic Alliance, the official opposition and AFRI form a civil rights group in South Africa that South Africa was giving Cuba money when South Africa is bankrupt. Those are my words, not theirs, but the country's bankrupt. It has no money. It's borrowed billions of dollars from the IMF, from the World Bank, from the African Development Bank, and from the New BRICS Bank. And that money, nobody knows where it's at. Well, while they're borrowing money from these organizations uh, outside, uh, the international lending organizations, they're funneling money back out the other door to Cuba. Why are they giving money to Cuba? Because well, well, it's a poor country? I mean, give me a break. That's ridiculous. South Africa is a poor country. We had 
15 infants and um, toddlers starved to death from acute malnutrition in Nelson Mandela Bay reported just a couple weeks ago because the department there, which received money to give food, give wow. cash assistance, it returned 62 million Rand. That's over $2 million back to the national government as unspent money that was intended for, for hungry kids. So, so we have that level of incompetence, yet they're giving 84 million rands last year, which is uh, what that's about $3 million to Cuba. Children are starving in South Africa while they're giving money to Cuba. Their job is the South Africans. You know, people talk about MAGA. How about South Africa first? South Africa should come first. And that's not xenophobic, but you don't give money to a country when you've got starving children. People starving mm-hmm. because they can't get food because of lockdown. So that's going on. Uh, there's this, it's a typical sort yeah. of thing. Every day you can't open up the papers without reading about another scandal of the ANC. More corruption here. They've just mm-hmm. um, they've wiped out like 17 billion rand. So that's uh, over over a billion and a half dollars of contracts to to vendors because they turned out to be fraudulent or corrupt or non-existent. And then I, it's just it's it's one story after another. South Africa is a failed state, and I hate to say that, but that's the reality. It is a failed state. The party governing South. South Africa is wholly corrupt. It's really just a basically a RICO organization. It's a racketeering scam fraud, the ANC, and they've betrayed the liberation struggle and they ought to be ashamed of themselves. They absolutely ought to be ashamed of themselves. Every single day, I can point to another story where they're just, they've caused so yeah. much misery. It's so sad. Well, well, the ANC has this history of just wasting money. You know, I as I told you when, uh, you know, in you were doing your live stream there, they had ANC agents fly over here to America to visit the Indian reservations, as my friend uh, who's on the Hopi reservation said that a couple of them approached the, the Hopi council. And basically they said, you know, we're just like you, the white men stole our land. You know, we, we need to join forces. We need to take out the white people. And, and the, the Hopis were like, um, I, I smell bullshit in your story. And the Apaches, on the other hand, they felt the same way, except, uh, you know, the Apaches felt insulted. And, um, yeah, the Apaches are, are uh, they're a tribe you do not want to insult or um, you'll, be, you'll be lucky if you, uh, if you leave with your scalp. Well, that, that whole narrative is just racist. I mean, the white man stole you. What are white men? I mean, you know, I look at when people try to describe uh, yeah, ethnic appearance as white. I, I look to Northern Europeans as white. I mean, I even look to a lot of people in Southern Europe as being white, more Mediterranean, North African. I mean, it's just a silly thing. It's race is an artificial construct. And it's racist to make that argument. White men took your land. I'm sorry. Um, I wasn't alive in 1847 or 1746 or 1537. I wasn't alive and I had nothing to do with that. I've profited nothing from it. I've received nothing. I inherited not a damn thing in my life. So spare me. And don't give me the white privilege nonsense. Well, you got this. No, I went to college on working my tail off for minimum wage and getting full financial ride as someone who qualified for aid because the income was so low. And I made my way in life and I earned my place. And in fact, my racist actually works against me with the systemic racism that is in the U.S. government with quotas and such. The U.S. Army had a quota and um, it was enforced and then it was determined to be unlawful. And so they changed the law so that you can't sue them for using quotas. But um, you know, I, I don't want to hear the nonsense that people come up with here. You make your way in life. And this, this nonsense about what the white man stole it. Give me a break. Um, when it comes to land in North America, a lot of land was lost. Three main reasons. 
the the populations of so-called Native Americans, they're not native, they're immigrants. They came here a bit earlier than other folks. There were no humans in the, this part of the world for millions of years, you know, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, there, there was a land bridge. Uh, that's right, from, 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 from the Bering Strait. But that, that's that's a recent development. So the term, I, I take offense, at, I especially take offense to the Canadian approach to say First Nations. Oh, okay. So they're first. How so? And and the same here with Native Americans. It's a term, and not, you know, a lot of people when you say natives, they're like, oh, that's insulting to Africans. No, the, the, applying the term native, we're all communities of migrants. All human communities have migrated mm-hmm. and colonized from one place to another, and so I take a session of that. But but the the, the conquest or the the changing of North America that occurred when Europeans arrived. There's three major factors. First is disease. And I'm not talking about people giving disease blankets to, mm-hmm. you know, try to kill off people. That's 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 not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that the mass carnage from people in the Mississippi Basin, in particular, in the southeast along the Mississippi Basin, who died before they ever even saw a European, because when the Spanish arrived in Spanish Florida, they brought pigs with them. And they brought influenza with them and they brought other diseases with them. And without them even make contact with others, groups there make contact with them. They make contact with others before the Spanish ever even got these people. Millions of North Americans died off. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that, listen, um, yeah, there was there were wars and there were conquests. And warfare, whether you like it or not, is a legitimate means of political discourse. And what is one in conquest is yours. I mean, if the war ends and Russia occupies the territory it has now, then you have an argument against it. But, you know, possession is nine tenths of the law. I mean, it's, it, may, it may be unfair. It may be unrealistic, but it doesn't give someone the future right to make this claim that, that the people who come 200 years later are the ones who stole the land from you when they didn't steal it from you. Mm-hmm. And so and then the third thing here is that, um, yes, there was land stolen. Absolutely. The U.S. government reneged Welch on treaties it had with native groups more than once. And that's a legitimate claim. That's an absolute legitimate claim. That's an absolute legitimate story. But that is not the situation in South Africa. This is the way South Africa is completely different. It's, it's almost always a, a result of conquest and or buying or transferring anything or, or people moving or around. How, or yeah. how about how about this, too? And, um, you know, uh, like that idiot, Lindsey Massdorp, uh, you know, he told me that I was lying about this. But you come up to a few. You're a pioneer. You come up to a few acres Nothing but plants and animals there. That doesn't belong to anybody. That's there to be claimed. Well, that comes down to a different worldview, one which I ascribe to as well. But uh, there are some people in Africa that will take the view that the land doesn't belong to anyone. But then these are the same people who are trying to take land from people today to give to other people. So how can you make the argument the land doesn't belong to anyone when you want to give it to someone? So that just falls apart there. Uh, the other piece of this is that in many African societies, no individual owned land. The land was uh, held for lack of a better term, held in trust by the tribal elder or the tribal chief or the tribal council. But that is a recipe for economic failure. That doesn't work. I mean, that works well when everybody's herding cattle and you just need hundreds of thousands of acres and you're wandering around pitching your, pitching your tents and moving from spot to spot. But that doesn't work well in the modern world with uh, modern agricultural techniques and productivity. It doesn't work well at all. And land tenure is critically important. We see country after country after country that has undermined land tenure fall apart. Zimbabwe is a perfect example of that. They've undermined property rights. We see Ghana, which is doing well, but Ghana has a lot of unsettled land issues because most of the land is owned by chiefs and they use it as a weapon. 
if you don't, you know, if your daughter doesn't sleep with me or she doesn't marry me or you don't do this, you don't do that, then you don't get use any land. I control the land. The Zulu do the same thing in South Africa. They have control of the land and in a big trust of 2.8 million hectares in Goma, in Gignoma Trust. And, and I'm not saying it's abused there, but it could be abused. So we see countries like Peru where they had land reform and Hernando de Soto, not the explorer Hernando de Soto, but a Hernando de Soto that came a couple of centuries later, a recent economist wrote a book about land tenure in Peru. And they ended centuries of poverty by issuing title to people who were basically peasants who were occupying land where they lived. That gave them capital, that gave them security, that gave them something that they could pledge to borrow money and, and build businesses or, or farm and such. And Peru went on an economic miracle when it settled land property rights. We see countries in Africa trying to undermine property rights with a ridiculous argument. And the perfect example is Zimbabwe, where you know the British came and stole our land. But that misses the argument that before that, the Bantu peoples crossed the Limpopo and Zambezi River, across the Zambezi River and came to what is modern Zimbabwe about 1600 years ago, dispossessed and pushed to the margins, the native Khoi and San peoples into the Kalahari and stole yeah. their land and their cattle. That's the first thing. And then it doesn't mention that during the Mfikane in South Africa, which was the formation of the Zulu empire, the Zulus expanded by conquest or extermination. They oh, yeah. you either join them or they exterminate you. And part of the Zulus became known as the Endebele, uh, under King Zilakazi, they kept moving away from the Zulu, who kept expanding, and they wound up up into what became the Transvaal or what is today Hauteng and the Northern Free State. And there they preyed upon the Basutu peoples, the Tswana peoples, and the Greek was, who are a mixed race group of people known as coloreds, led by someone named Adam Kalk and others. They migrate away from the Cape in the first great trek, the colored people, to get away from the yoke of colonial rule. They migrated up into the Northern Cape and into what became the Free State around Kimberley, that area. And the Greek was there. Well, the the and the Bele, who were much stronger because they came from the militaristic tradition of the Zulu, they were preying on all these other groups. Into this, because of this war, when they were praying, people fled. The Basutu moved back towards the mountains. The Swana moved further to the west and north towards Botswana and into the, what became the Northwest province. And the Greek was tried to hold their ground, but they were pushed back a bit. So in this open space, largely open space, come the Trek Boers in the 1830s, 1840s. They march up there and they see the land is empty and like, okay, and they claim it. Now, one can make the argument other people were occupied before it, but they vacate it in a consequence of the war. But the reality here is that the Endebele are the second group that went to Zimbabwe. And when they went to Zimbabwe, they displaced the Shona, who are the majority group up there. And, and <laughs> so the Shona were displaced and they were colonized. Part of their land was taken. So the Bantus came down and pushed the Khoisan out. Then centuries later, the Bantus came back up and pushed other Bantus out. Then Europeans came in 1890, 1895. And the Jameson raid, they came up there. They invaded. They invaded Zimbabwe with columns up there. But here's the thing. Independence was achieved in 1980. The Lancaster House Agreement settled Zimbabwe. It became uh, Rhodesia, became Rhodesia, Zimbabwe, then became Zimbabwe. When that happened, there was an agreement that land could be taken on a willing buyer, willing seller basis. The British government gave Zimbabwe something in the order of 63 million pounds over a decade to buy farms. But the farms that were bought by the government weren't given to poor Zimbabweans or veterans. They were held for members of the party and the military and security services who had big estates and either lived on them or rented them out and still made money off of them. So 42%, 40, this is where the land argument falls apart. And I don't know the figure in South Africa, but for 40, because it's different dates, but 42% of all the land in Zimbabwe was sold at least one time after 1980, majority black rule. So in 1980, uh, the majority black government of Mugabe took over and he ran into the country in the ground for 37 years. 
but at least one time. So 42% of all of the land designated as commercial farmland, not all the land, because there's land that you can't use, but 42% of the commercial farmland was bought and sold at least one time. You cannot buy land in Zimbabwe without the government's, the ruling government's approval. The ministry has to grant you permission to buy land and to sell land. So they had first right of refusal on 42%. And so they're serious about land for black Africans. They could have bought and controlled 42% of land and distributed between 1980 and 2000, but they didn't do that. They didn't do that. They just lied. The land was stolen. Well, people moved to Zimbabwe, especially white people moved from South Africa and from Europe and other places after 1980 and bought farmland, which the government said you can buy because we're not going to buy it. They bought it. They built commercial farms successful. And then they sent their thugs to murder and rape and pillage and destroy these farms in 2000, 2001, 2003. It's all that. just a myth. It's all just a myth. It's all a lie. And this is so ridiculous. But people get away with it because they demonize and talk about race and artificial construct. They need to stop it. Yes. Well, uh, we are just about out of time. <laughs> that was that was a good insight, a full story there you gave me. Uh, just one thing. Um, yeah, there's a, a former UFC light heavyweight contender. I've got to talk to him. He's the first ever Australian to ever compete in the UFC. But what's uh, interesting about him lately is, uh, yes, the king of rock and rumble, Elvis Sinisic, is uh, running for office. Uh, for a right-wing party in Australia. And I just want to hear uh, your quick response to some, I'm going to quote him. He said, I'm not, I don't want to win this election to become a politician. I want to win this election so I can bring positive change. Okay. It sounds like a good tagline, but I mean, I've heard it a million times from many different So have I. Yeah, so, so, I. so I, it's, it's, it's kind of an empty headed thing. Listen, when I run for office, if in, in fact, I do run for office, this is what you'll hear from me. You will hear from me. Um, if, if I get an office, say it's Congress, it's two years and I run for election, I may talk about bills I've co-sponsored, but that won't be my focus because every bill that becomes a law takes away from your freedom and your liberty. And it constrains your ability to maneuver and to raise your family, be successful in life. You'll hear from me about laws that I try to rescind or revoke that are taking your freedom of liberty away, because that's what a legislator should do. They should ensure that society is free as possible while ensuring that there's a level playing field for everyone so that no one is unfairly cheated against or mistreated. And that's the kind of argument you hear from me. I mean, I mean, I will give specifics on policy, but I mean, that's a general statement. I'm not going to tell you, yeah, I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do differently. (laughs) Last thing, of course, I want to welcome you to the Brotherhood of the Bearded Patriots. <laughs> yes, I think I qualify. <laughs> <laughs> I knight thee. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> yes. I'll, put the honor, I'll put the honorific in for my title, Sir Colonel Wyatt. <laughs> yes, indeed. Knight um, of the Bearded Table. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, for, so in order to wrap it up, won't you go ahead and give yourself a plug to listeners where they can find you? you got, uh, as you say, your PooTube channel. <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> but you, you've got you got other things going on. The Common Sense Conservative. I really enjoy enjoy that show. So. Absolutely. Well, folks, uh, you can find me on the PooTube, as I affectionately call YouTube, because they crap all over content creators. Uh, I used to have a channel on there just called Chris Wyatt. And my new channel, after being censored, is called Chris Wyatt Africa. But don't be deceived. I do focus on Africa, but I talk a lot about about the U.S. and politics. I just have to be careful to use the right code words so I don't get censored by Putin. But you can find me on uh, Chris White Africa there. You can also find me on Chris White Reports on Rumble and Odyssey. 
uh, both of which I've been on for a long time, but don't seem to be going very far uh, as far as members or subscribers. And I'm on BitChute as well. And then, of course, uh, you can find me on Twitter, but it's a little harder to find me there. Just look for my name, uh, but it's got a different handle. I'm on Gitter. I'm on on Gab. I'm on uh, Parler. Yes, Parler's still around. I'm on it. <laughs> so you can find all those things. And then what Billy was talking about is I have a radio show that's uh, every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the U.S., so that's going to be after midnight in South Africa. It's going to be um, it's still um, early evening out there on the West Coast, the mountain time zones. But it's called the Common Sense Conservatives. And uh, I'm one of the co-hosts on there, along with Todd McKinley, a former uh, Trump uh, administration official, and uh, John Grovner, who's from the trucking industry. And we talk about politics for two hours every Wednesday night. Frequently, we have guests on there, political candidates, uh, commentators, things like that. Uh, some, some big names we've had, too. And then um, actually, um, it's kind of announcement. I'm letting it out here before I tell anyone else. The, the radio station has been pressing me very hard, offering my own radio show. They want me to have a live radio show every day, uh, but I can't make that kind of commitment. So I'm in negotiations with them to maybe do a once a week live radio show at a national New Hampshire. And all of you can listen to that. Even if it's in, I know you're, the radio signal is not going to reach from New Hampshire to Idaho. It's not going to reach to South Africa, but that's okay because you can go to WSMN.live. Whiskey Sierra Mike November dot live and then you can listen to the station there uh, in the background. So also breaking news from that uh, apparently they've got ac- they've they've gotten granted public access so we'll be on television as well here very soon. That's exciting oh, news. Fantastic. Well, Colonel, it's always a pleasure having you on. Uh, best of luck to you. It's safe travels. Uh, I think you said uh, tomorrow as well. Yep, I'm headed out of the country for the first time in two years. Um, I'm not disclosing my location until I've arrived and gotten through immigration health officials, and I've been able to escape into the woodlands or wherever I'm going to go. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I'm not going to tell anybody where I'm at until I get there. <laughs> flights get delayed, rules get changed. Suddenly, you have to have 75 jabs and proof of you know no dysentery before you can walk in the country. So, uh, given the current climate, once I arrive, then I'll tell people. But then here's the thing: you know, we still have this ludicrous rule uh, coming back to states. You have to have a negative COVID test regardless of your vaccination status within 24 hours. And that's a tough thing to pull off in some countries. So <laughs> if I get stranded abroad, I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hopefully that don't happen. But yeah, I hope not too, because I'm going to Texas when I get back to cover rugby, Houston Very and Dallas when I get back. All right. Well, Billy, thanks a lot. It's a pleasure as always been on the program. Uh, congratulations on uh, your anniversary coming up for the program. Thank you very much. Take care. And there you have the interview with retired Colonel Chris Wyatt and all three of my guests today. Welcome to the Bearded Brotherhood. Yes, the Bearded Patriots. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, the Bearded Patriots website has been launched. You can check it out. Uh, thebeardedpatriots.com. Yes, indeed. Uh, a lot of it's still under construction, but hey, got content up there. That's going to do it for this edition of Outlaw Radio, and what's on tap for next week is yet to be determined. Going to end the show with New Breed and Jesse Howard with Stand Our Ground. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I will be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. Fire from the cannon.
hands when the smoke clears we're still standing if we stand our ground from the cannons when the smoke clears when the smoke clears we're still standing if we stand our ground See a day that's coming up ahead A sad day when all the real ones are dead Better load up your pistols, your rifles, and your shotguns Better pray and read the Bible if you got one I could've did this long ago, but my time would've came and faded yeah. And God said just do right, better live right and be patient There's a day coming up when they gon' need to hear your words All your trials and tribulations, all the wisdom that you have learned They gon' burn down the cities and divide this whole nation Come on. One nation under God and we ain't riding with you, Satan not the woods, we come racing Patriotic with pistols blazing Let them cannons get to banging For this younger generation Let them grow up and live, live Just the way we did Let our kids have a chance Before that chance is over with I'm being nice as I can get And I'm trying to be a friend But if you cross that damn line Lord forgive me for my sins Now they gon' have to kill us So chase us out of town But we ain't giving up And we ain't laying down And we straight up raising hell Until they put us in the ground So you better back up when you hear Still standing Cause we stand 
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than Fresh Baked Tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from Fresh Baked Tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to FreshBakedTees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Get Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including the new Eden Nutritional Support System. Check out We the People holsters, made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. Click on the We the People holsters banner in the Outlaw Radio store. Get the best night sleep in the whole wide world and more with Mike Lindell's MyPillow pillows and other products. Click on the MyPillow banner in the Outlaw Radio store use promo code OUTLAW and save up to 66%. Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25 year shelf life. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live. Entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at Etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Mark your calendar and make plans now to experience Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. Take the whole family and enjoy good food and drink, country music, Americana music, rock, and red dirt. Artists performing include Colby Cooper, Lainey Wilson, Ellie Mae Mellencamp, Cliff Miller, Austin English, The Steel Woods, Shane Smith and the Saints, Sam Riggs, and more. Sponsors of Highway 30 Music Fest 2022 include Bud Light, Falls Brand Independent Meat Company, Snake River Pool and Spa, and 95.7 KEZJ is Southern Idaho's new country. Have a great time while helping organizations and families in need. Highway 30 Music Fest will take place rain or shine. That's Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. To order tickets and for more information, visit hwy30musicfest.com. 
Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Well, here I am sitting on a porch writing another song. Wailing Willie, David Allen Cole You can't go wrong There's such great outlaw boys just like me Man, can't you see? Because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. 